Hello, everyone, and welcome to the final four of Movie Musicals March Madness. My name is Michael Fling. I'm an artistic associate here at Goodspeed, and I'm so thrilled to the adoring millions that are voting in this competition and uh, keeping smiles on faces. Um, before we get too much further, I'm going to bring in my co-host, uh, the practically perfect herself, um, Annika Chapin, Goodspeed's other artistic associate and resident dramaturg. Hi, Annika. Hi, Michael. How you doing? How's your weekend been? Oh, well, it just got very rainy. It's it's very dreary here. So when we were running that intro, I mean, whenever that intro runs, I always think to myself, why don't I spend all my time watching movie musicals? They're so delightful. But especially I was like, huh, how much I, afternoon do I have? I could watch a bunch of movie musicals. It's a good day for it. It is a great day for it. I also have to say there's something about that, just like that music that is so like epic and like it gets my adrenaline going a little bit. I'm like, okay, all right, we can do this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, we are here because of Goodspeed On Demand um, and the stream of Passing Through, which is about to enter its final week of streaming. So you can go to goodspeed.org right now and get your link, get your streaming link uh, to uh, watch the glorious archival capture of Passing Through, the brand new musical that we premiered at the Terrace Theater just down the street where I am right now. Um, oh, I'm going to go that way so I don't have the window. Uh, but uh, you can stream it right now, goodspeed.org for $25. You can get a link uh, and watch it. It is um, absolutely worth a rewatch if you haven't um, watched, if you have watched it already, um, but definitely a wonderful way to spend this rainy Sunday or an evening this week or next weekend. So um, yeah, head on over. We'll show a clip. We'll show a clip from the, um, from the show at a little bit in, but everyone is really here because of the insane results. So, Annika, the final four, we've got a number three seated Mary Poppins against a number one seated West Side Story um, and a number one seated Wizard of Oz versus a number one seated Sound of Music. Last time, I think we are a little split. You think Mary Poppins is gonna upset West Side Story. I think West Side Story is gonna hold on. You've got, I and mean, we've both got Sound of Music beating Wizard of Oz. We both think that that is going to happen. Um, any other last final things that, any final predictions or adjustments that you want to make to those predictions? No, I'm going to hold on to those predictions for now. But I do have a tiny little quiz for you. Oh, give it to me. You know I love a quiz. You know I love some trivia. You give it okay. to me. <laughs> You're immediately going to get this. This barely counts as a quiz. I'm just going to like say it. But So I was thinking of these movies that are so Titanic, and I decided that I would go and see the AFI, the American Film Institute, has obviously is the is the keeper of the greatest movies of the all time lists, and so I was curious to see which of our final four movies appear on that list and in what order. Now, uh, Michael Fling, which first of all, three of these four are on the list, and yes. one of them is not. Yes, correct. So give me your guess as to what the rankings are of the three movies that you think are on this list. So. You're gonna slightly hate me. Um, are you talking about the revised list that happened 10 years after the original list? Or are you talking about the original list? I think I'm talking about the revised list. I'm talking okay. about the one that's currently on their website. Um, okay, because there, there's the original one they did. And I believe on the original one they did, Wizard of Oz is the highest ranked. It's in the, it's um, on both lists. I think it's the highest ranked. Well, um, you're sort of right. Are you talking about, wait, are you? Okay. 
you're talking about the specific hundred greatest, not the twenty five greatest movie musicals. The no, hundred greatest, the hundred greatest films of all time, yeah. not specifically movie musicals. Yes, and so, I will say, okay, so I you're you're a little you're a little <laughs> bit right. Of these four, The Wizard of Oz is the highest rank, but there is one that ranks higher than it on this list that is not in our final four, but was in our last oh, round. Yes. Oh, sorry. I thought you were asking of these final four. No, yes. no, I was. I've now changed the rules in a completely okay. unfair manner. <laughs> so Singing in the Rain is the top rated, I think, um, on the newer list. On the older list, I think The Wizard of Oz beats it out, maybe. I'm not sure about the older list, actually. Okay. Um, but I also know, I also know that on the, the so trivia for those who who care because I'm a nerd and care about these kinds of things. And I I don't know if I've talked about this with you, Annika, but at some point when we get to like an anniversary of the podcast and we've done like a hundred episodes, I think we should do a hundred greatest musicals list and like and do like the AFI version of musicals because I wish a, such a list existed. Um, but they do, um, they do, but it's not. It, it's like I think Time did one once, but it's it's all very like it's suspicious a little bit. It's like who's really doing this, and are they? I was gonna say I want to like get, I want to get a panel of legit people. I want to like yeah. do it. Okay, but yeah. um, okay. so I think on the old list, West Side on the old list, I don't a Sound of Music. I think is like in the low sixties on the old list, and West Side Story is like in the forties, and then Wizard of Oz is like top ten. I think on the new list. Sound of Music eclipses West Side Story and West Side Story falls a bit lower and Wizard of Oz falls from where it is in the original list, but it's still like top 10. I think it like is like the number 10 in the, the new list. And then on the musicals list, Singing in the Rain is the top of all time, followed by, I think, West Side Story. And then... Uh, of these of these listed here, I think The Wizard of Oz is next, and then it's Sound of Music, and then skip one because like American in Paris gets it or something, and then Mary Poppins is like number six. That's exactly correct. I realize now that this like asking Michael Fling to do this is sort of like going to Simone Biles and being like, "Hey, I have some gymnastics trivia for you. Could you maybe like do a cartwheel?" And then it's like, "Haha, no, no, that's foolish." But yes, you are you are. 100% correct. Actually, number five on the musicals list is Cabaret, which Cabaret. Also okay, great for us. Um, but yes, movie musicals list is Singing in the Rain, West Side Story, Wizard of Oz at three, Sound of Music at four, Mary Poppins at six. And on the AFI list, Singing in the Rain is five, Wizard of Oz is 10. Yep. Sound of Music is 40. So we yeah. jump on, and then West Side Story is 51. Yeah, and actually, two other ones that we had on our in our bracket make uh, that list, which is number three is 60, uh, 63, sorry, is Cabaret. Sure. And Yankee Doodle Dandy coming in at 98, which is interesting because it's a movie that I had never heard of before we started doing this bracket uh, from full stop. So kind of interesting. It's an interesting list is a whole other thing, which we can go through a different time. But yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's I mean, and it's interesting you bring it up because that that those lists while I am a complete nerd and know that, and I really, why is that taking space up in my brain? I mean, truly, why is that taking space up in my brain? What is that doing for anyone? Um, but I think um, the 
but that those rankings are a part of how we did our seating because I was mm -hmm. like, well, that's a kind of independent, like right. all right, mm -hmm. here's a like a nice kind of independent arbiter of of these things. And we can look at it from the musicals list and we can look at it from the overall list. And that's kind of how we compiled this list. So um, you know, Mary Poppins may be controversially being a number three seed based on its seating in the movie musical list from AFI, but it doesn't even make the top hundred of the AFI list of all time. So that no. was why that was part of how I justified that. Right. Um, that nor does Newsies, which is why we know the entire thing is bogus. Because. Um, and famously, of course, Annika predicting Newsies would take the entire bracket, which at one point I thought was a very fair, um, a very fair prediction. Now it's kind of become fun to lambast. I mean, let's be honest. If it was just amongst my friends, it would be probably Hedwig and the Angry Inch versus Newsies for total dominance. I mean, that is that is very real. Okay, so we've got our first matchup. Let's go ahead. Is this for the stage uh, stage right championship? Uh, we've got a number three seated Mary Poppins, the champion of the upright division versus number one seated West Side Story um, and the downstage right division. Annika, you think Mary Poppins, I think West Side Story. Um, any any final thoughts on this matchup? Any interesting dr dramatic parallels we can draw? What do, you, what do you think the story of this race is? Well, um, it's really interesting. I, I think the, the overarching story of this race is uh, whether people are more drawn to the like beloved movies that they watched with their families in their youth, or whether it's something that's a little bit more um, highly ranked as we just saw with the AFI list, uh, occupies a more lofty space in perhaps a kind of cultural history of the country, of the art form, um, West Side Story, one of the great stories, obviously, it's Romeo and Juliet, Shakespeare, um, Leonard Bernstein, Stephen Sondheim. I mean, like, there are so many heavy hitters with West Side Story, um, so many amazing things. So it, I think this is going to be a little bit, um, I don't want to say head versus heart, because so many people also really love West Side Story. But like, I think if Mary Poppins pulls this out, it's because it's people who cannot, just can't vote against something that is so beloved. Um, in the fabric of their lives and the fabric of their youths, having watched it a million times as a kid. I'm not sure how many people are like, you know, we grew up sticking the VHS of West Side Story in to watch it a million times, but uh, I could be wrong on that. So I, say, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people do. I was not one of those people, um, but I think there are some people that absolutely have that kind of, um, you know, uh, love of West Side Story from a young age that yeah. like, you know, transcends on. But I think it's also worth noting and reminding that Mary Poppins barely squeaked by Singing in the Rain in what we dubbed the uh, Umbrella Showdown. Um, barely really making it into the spot, whereas like West Side Story just like hammered Grease. Um, not yeah. much of a competition there. So uh, again, it's always a kind of discussion of relative strength versus yeah. the various things. But I think that is kind of in West Side Story's favor here. We do have a lot of outdoor dancing in both of these movies. We have some rooftops in Mary Poppins. We have some balconies in West Side Story, some streets. Uh, we have rooftops. We got rooftops in West Side Story. America yeah, is on the roof. It's really about the rooftops of London versus the rooftops of New York. Epic battle. I'm sure everybody who's voting is thinking of only this. So the battle of the rooftops. Only, only this. Also um, interesting that they both have um, white silhouettes of their main characters in their logo treatments. <laughs> yes, very, very interesting. And also so. sort of like, uh, it looks like the dance poses that the West Side Story characters are in um, and the dance poses of the chimney sweeps are look like part of the same dance. So we have a, a choreography uh, 
theme here. Um, you know, something to that effect. I mean, I also, uh, um, but only one features dancing penguins. Only one features dancing penguins. We do have some uh, some comments from uh, from the Jets uh, before we head into this matchup. I think this is how they're how they're feeling headed in. They're ready. They're ready to rumble. All right. We do have an upset alert. We're going to drive into the, we're going to dive into the cross tabs. Um, really, I have to say, I am gobsmacked by the, I'm gobsmacked by the numbers. Mary Poppins winning on every single platform. Every single platform. I am so shocked. I am personally very shocked. Everyone who watches this, I think, and knows me personally, knows how much I love Mary Poppins. I've got her on my mug. I obviously, I love Sound of Music. I love Julie Andrews. I, you know, all of these movies have special places in my heart for various reasons, but like Mary Poppins is like, so I, I am shocked, but winning on every single platform and Overall winning 55 to 45, a more commanding victory over West Side Story than over Singing in the Rain to get into this matchup in the first place. So Mary Poppins will be the stage right champion and compete to be the champion of movie musicals March Madness. Annika, uh, talk to me. What are you thinking? What is, I mean, I am just jaw on the floor. Well, I mean, here's the thing about West Side Story. I love West Side Story. I will never, ever say anything. You know, it is a exquisitely constructed musical. It is beautiful. The music is extraordinary. The, the plot is extraordinary. The plot is important. It's about issues that are still very, very real to us. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a sad thing. It's a sad thing. You know, it's ultimately a tragedy. Um, and I just feel like there are people like me who just gravitate more towards things that are not sad, especially right now when the world seems to be so full of sad things anyway, that I think the joy and the happiness of Mary Poppins, even though it's not all, all joy and happiness, but um, there could be something just about the sort of happy world of Mary Poppins that people were drawn to when, when doing their votes. Cause again, we don't specify in these, in these brackets, whether we're asking people to vote on, what they think the best quality musical is or the most important in the history of musical theater or the one that is um, the most important cultural touchstone or groundbreaking. We don't specify what you're voting on. And so for some people, it's just a gut decision about what they're more drawn to at that time of two things that are really beloved. And I think that's probably what pulled Mary Poppins through here. I mean, I have to say, I think it's interesting you you brought it up just then but I, this kind of conversation between head heart but like mm -hmm. what we have viewed as the prestigious kind of titles last year in our in our bracket like fell very quickly like prestige really did not get you very far yeah. um, in terms of people's vote and this year that hasn't been as true prestige i mean three of our number one seeds were in the final four. I mean, yeah. and even, and, and, and singing in the rain, like barely, like barely wasn't um, by Mary Poppins squeaking out a victory there. So I think we've kind of thought that prestige has actually
actually mattered more this year than it has in previous. Uh, certainly with something like West Side Story beating Greece, I would expect, you know, if Mary Poppins can beat West Side Story, I would think that Greece would have had a, a, a better kind of uh, competition against West Side Story, but I guess when it does, when we're getting really down to the nitty gritty and it's it's not so um, larger picture kind of like, okay, well, what's like the right choice? Like this is like the f getting to be the final choice. It's interesting that um, that it, it, it wins out here. Yeah, it really is. But of course, West Side Story just, uh, it's gone so far. I mean, we can't like- It's final four. I mean, the final, final four, four is huge. Yes. It's one of the greatest, one of the best, nothing, you know, this is not a mark against West Side Story in any way, shape or form. It is an unbelievable touchstone in the musical theater can canon. It's it, for a million reasons, it's uh, such a part of our culture and our time. and. It's a great show. So nothing against West Side Story. You have served us well on this bracket. And we do we do have Mary herself available for comment um, about the upset. I think a lot of people really shocked, including uh, her boss, Mr. Banks. Uh, we're going to go live to 17 Treasury Lane now. Just a moment, Mary Poppins. What is the meaning of this outrage? I beg your pardon? Will you be good enough to explain all this? First of all, I would like to make one thing quite clear. Yes. I never explain anything. She never explains anything. Um, I thought that was a too good a clip to not to not share. Um, I don't know if I'm being. I hopefully I'm coming across. I think my internet's getting a little slow. Um, but before we go to figure out the stage right. Uh, no, the stage left champion, good God. Um, before we go to figure out the stage left champion, we of course are here and sponsored by Goodspeed On Demand and the stream of Passing Through, which is available now at goodspeed.org. Head on over there, get your link, watch it with the family today on this dreary, dreary rainy day here on the East Coast. But if it's even if it's a sunny day, even if you're on the West Coast and it's like glorious and beautiful, stay inside. Who needs the outdoors when you have passing through? Andrew will walk across the country for you. You don't need the outdoors. You need the story of Andrew Forstoffel. We are going to be sharing um, one of the first songs in the show um, right now. It is um, The End of the Road, one of Annika's favorite tunes. Um, Annika, anything you want to say to set up the clip that we're going to show? No, I think this one is probably pretty self-explanatory. I'm not sure exactly when it starts, but I think it probably, you'll you'll get the gist pretty quickly. So here's a clip from um, our stream of Passing Through and uh, the number, The End of the Road. I want to learn how to make sense out of all the disorder. The who and the where and the why and the whatever else I don't know. And I got a backpack, an old mandolin, and a beat-up recorder. And until I get answers, I'm willing to go to the end of the
Just incredible. Can I just say something too about like, A, you should go watch the show for a million reasons. It's a delightful, wonderful show. One of the reasons is that Max Chernin's voice is one of the most extraordinary voices I've ever heard come out of a human being forever. And I've literally spent my entire like life listening to people sing. Like it is one of those voices that is just, it's like, velvet and and richness and comfort it's like everything you it's like like coming home from the cold and a warm mug of tea it's like everything you could possibly i mean like literally when we were in rehearsals with the show i just had a series of like tweets that i'm surprised max even like doesn't have a restraining order against me about like what it was like listening to max turnin's voice and it is extraordinary and all of these voices in this show are extraordinary too. And I, I'm finding that one of the things that I miss the most about theater and live theater is just being able to be surrounded by voices in harmony, singing so beautifully and, you know, passing through has that in spades. So please do yourself this great favor of um, allowing yourself to just bathe in the sound that is this show and the Brett Ryback score and these amazing talented performers. Um, it's just, really, really extraordinary. So, you know, watch it the first time for the plot and the story, and then just like watch it the second time and just let your, just for the, just for the notes to hit your ears. Listen, it's well worth it. And since we don't have a cast recording, it's the only way you can get the music. Sure. So I'm saying, okay, we now have our stage uh, left championship between a number one seated Wizard of Oz and a number one seated Sound of Music. Again, I think we both think Sound of Music is gonna win out here. Um, which for me is like preemptively nerve wracking because I really don't want to see my two favorite movies go up against each other, though I love The Wizard of Oz so much too. Um, and we do, if you know, in this world where uh, if if we've got one, you know, we're, we're kind of creating this narrative around like prestige choice versus like heart choice. Annika, these are both very prestigious movies, both very, um, but also very sentimental and very close to some people. Where do you think that fault line is between these two these two pieces before we look at the numbers? I mean, that's a real tough one um, because you're right. These are both highly celebrated um, films. Just the end, you know, straight up there, you could just stop right there. They're both um, wonderful movie musicals, clearly. Um, both big parts of American culture and both both the kind of movies that people will just watch endlessly, endlessly growing up and um, with their families and everyone, you know, I, it's hard to not have some memory of watching Wizard of Oz at some point in your life, watching The Sound of Music. So um, this is a real tricky one. I mean, what we talked about last time with is, which is that The Wizard of Oz is almost so enormous as a category of thing unto itself that perhaps Sound of Music might edge it out just because I don't tend to think of The Wizard of Oz as a movie musical necessarily in the same way that I think of The Sound of Music as a movie musical. Um, I think of The Wizard of Oz as like a piece of America pretty much. So, so in that case, it could be the kind of thing where it's like, it looms so large, it actually kind of doesn't qualify in this category in the same way that 
uh, something like Sound of Music does. But but again, I mean, it's it's really hard to see here what's going to happen. It's just, yeah, you know, I mean, the Wizard of Oz, those shoes are in the Smithsonian. Like, you know, what are you going to do? But at the same time, I, every hill, every hill, every beautiful hill everywhere owes a debt owes a debt of gratitude to yeah. Maria. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I think it's interesting too what you bring up in terms of the the whole. Uh, identifying it as a movie musical from an, a very academic standpoint. And uh, perhaps if I ever went and got my master's, um, I would write a thesis on um, the Wizard of Oz in many ways, you can call like the Wizard of Oz slash like Snow White and Seven Dwarfs, like the first integrated book musicals. Um, I think you could make a case, obviously Showboat does a lot and Oklahoma comes four years after The Wizard of Oz, six years after Snow White and Seven Dwarves, both of which are absolutely musicals where the songs are forwarding the plot. You're getting emotion out of these characters. I mean, so not to take it away from our beloved Roger Hammerstein, who of course um, yeah. I have a literal dedicated wall to behind me, um, but also who are in this matchup with The Sound of Music, um, without a doubt, I think uh, the most widely celebrated of the film adaptations of their stage musicals. I think it's a really interesting uh, thing that we don't associate those Ravaz as being a movie musical in that same way, because I, I would agree, uh, even like Mary Poppins, I think of as a movie musical. I don't, The Wizard of Oz like lives in a different kind of singular, category of like the American fairy tale aspect of it, but it'll be interesting to see if, if that bears out. So we have a blowout alert. Whoa. I, I was really surprised. I, we almost, I almost didn't even dive into the cross tabs, but I thought because there are only two races, let's go ahead and look at the numbers. Um, so we have sound of music really blowing out the Wizard of Oz, getting about two thirds vote on every single platform, almost 75, almost three quarters vote on Facebook, um, The Sound of Music. So The Sound of Music without much um, competition is gonna win it two thirds, 66 to 34. Um, the Sound of Music is the stage left champion, Annika. Uh, thoughts. What What do you have to say on this? On this, although we both predicted it, did you think it would be as a big a blowout as as it was? No, not at all. It's funny you put up that blowout thing, and I was like, and I still don't know which one it is. Uh, like, you could have easily just said that Wizard of Oz blew it out of the water, and I would have been like, well, of course, because obviously it's the Wizard of Oz, and like. You know, that's just every person in the world has interacted with that at some point, but um. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think also po probably maybe some of our viewers just really want to see you. Um, <laughs> we'll get to that. Let's not get to that yet. We'll save that for the final segment. Um, because I do think we also do have Dorothy Gale uh, for comment herself. Uh, we're going to go live live to Kansas uh, for her reaction to, uh, to being sent home. No, Ann, this was a real, truly live place. And I remember that some of it wasn't very nice, but most of it was beautiful. But just the same, all I kept saying to everybody was, I want to go home. And they sent me home. <laughs> Doesn't anybody believe me? Of course we believe you, though. Oh, but anyway, Toto, we're home. Home. And this is my room. And you're all here. And I'm not going to leave here ever, ever again. Because I love you all. And, oh, Annie M, there's no place like home. 
she wanted to get home and the people listened evidently. Yeah. I mean, it's also interesting because we do have um, such an iconic, you know, these are just such iconic performances too. watching. I mean, Judy Garland and Wizard of Oz is just at 16. I know it's 16. It's mind blowing and it's mesmerizing. You just can't look away from her. So, you know, and obviously Julie Andrews, we now have uh, double Julie Andrews. Like, I mean, just there's so much. There's so much amazing stuff about Wizard of Oz, but again, like I think it'll do fine. It's <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't need this victory. She's yeah. happy to be back home in Kansas with Aunt Aunt Em and Uncle Henry. So of course, uh, this does mean that the championship battle is a Dame uh, a Dame Julie showdown uh, between Mary Poppins and The Sound of Music. Um, yep. I you know. I, I think we do have um, Julie herself available for comment. Um, uh, we're going to go live uh, live to the Oscars for Julie Andrews. Thank you. Uh, I know you Americans are famous for your hospitality, but this is really ridiculous. <laughs> I would agree. It is really ridiculous, Dame Julie, to put me on trial. I do feel that this is a personal attack from our audience. I do. It, it might be a personal attack from our audience because uh, this is really uh, the toughest choice you'll ever have to make. Although you can think of it this way. Is it, it's brunette Julie versus blonde Julie? Well, long I, hair Julie versus short hair Julie. And is she blonde in it, or is she strawberry blonde? Of which, of course, I am strawberry blonde. I've always kind of felt that she was actually a redhead in the movie. Everyone calls her blonde, but like, mm. there's a tint of red there. I don't know that it's quite blonde, but truly, I mean, it's on the wall behind me. I I feel I I have to say I'm gonna um. Uh, it's it's I mean it's the Dame Julie showdown. I just have to keep yeah. I have to keep saying it again. But I, um, I I'm going to echo the um, the comment that we got in on Facebook um, from Nadine. Uh, Since I was six years old, I've loved the sound of music and Julie Andrews. Nadine, uh, cut that about in a, a a third, and you've got me. I I'm I feel you. I feel you intimately. I have genuinely. I may have to do the next broadcast from bed. Annika, you may actually need to be one. Yeah, it'll just be me with no graphics, nothing. It'll just be a very sad. Because uh, truly, I, my my struggle here is yeah. I don't want it to be a blowout. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified it's going to be a blowout in either direction, which would like make me sad. Well, but it's not sad, though, because this is one and two. They Both of these movies have now beaten out so many movies so it's either way it's not a defeat really it's just a different kind of victory i just it's the it's that aspect of it it's having to pick like click one or the other i it 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 feels like sophie's choice to me i'm just gonna silent scream i'm just gonna silent scream like meryl streep and I, I maybe i don't pick and i'm gonna let them pick i'm gonna let the people pick for me i will abstain maybe i'll just abstain from voting just abstain. do that 
Yeah. Then, then you'll never feel guilty. Or you can just, well, no, there's there's three because we don't have an email survey on this one, right? So you, you will yeah. have to vote. You can't vote equally for both. You cannot. Um, I mean, you, I mean, I guess, you know, you can, I mean, you can vote between the Goodspeed Instagram and the, I could vote once on each platform for the other. Um, mm -hmm. But I just, in general, I, I specifically requested this not happen. I, I asked, I implored the people, I said, vote your conscience, vote your heart, please don't make it into a Dame Julie showdown because my constitution can't handle it. And I do feel that this is um, an attack. And well, so, why don't we just replace one of them with with uh, Newsies? And then... Newsies! And we're good. Which is like magic <laughs> it comes back from the dead. We have discussed doing a comeback from the dead thing. Um, yeah, sort of ghost round. It would not take this form. We're not, we're no, not that. Uh, no. Yeah. I but, mean, shot. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, what, so, so, Annika, go ahead and make a prediction. Which do you think will, will win? Do you think The Sound of Music wins? Um, because of its prestige and because of the the strength of the adaptation and just and and what it is, or do you think Mary Poppins pulls it out as um, a beloved piece of um, childhood fantasy? I mean, I, truly, they're both so. How do you, I mean? They were released within like seven months of each other. Even yeah. it's like there's not there. They are so similar in so many ways. But um, yeah. who do you think actually will take it? I think this is going to be blonde Julie for the win. I think Sound of Music is going to take it. Just because I feel like if I said to a bunch of people, like, name a movie musical, go. Sound of Music is what jumps to mind. I think it is the sort of ultimate in this category. Like, some of these other ones we've talked about in terms of don't quite register as movie musicals in the same way. Like Wizard of Oz, um, you know, Sound of Music is is so strong on both sides of that. Like as a film, it's so strong. And this is how people know this show most of the time. Um, although it also has a life on stage, you know, it's everybody, it's, it's different things for a lot of people. It's got so much going on. Like Mary Poppins is definitely beloved, definitely uh, pre, uh, like multi-watchable one. But I just feel like Sound of Music is kind of the movie musical and i would not be surprised if those two vhs's that everybody had take take this i just yeah i mean i truly i it, i i think i agree i mean i did predict that sound of music would win the whole bracket i did predict that from the start and i think that that holds true um I actually, I, I guess I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I actually think it's going to be a little bit of a blowout. I think Sound of Music is going to win in a blowout victory. I think actually, I, I'm, you know, again, ha I, I'd be thrilled if I were proved wrong um, and it were tight. I just, I have a feeling that based on all the criteria we've seen and the various, like it does, it has that mix of prestige and yeah. also like childhood, um, you know, childhood kind of love that I think, Mary Poppins just doesn't quite have, even though, of course, Julie Andrews did win an Oscar for her performance in Mary Poppins and not for her performance in The Sound of Music. Um, controversial, though, that may be in some film circles. Um, I She should have won an Oscar for both, if you're asking me. She should have just won both. But I was not an Oscar voter in the 1960s. But the, I mean, 
shocking oh, an oversight. It was an administrative oversight. <laughs> I just banned yeah. the Academy. Um, I so I I do think the sound of music is going to pull it out though. But I you know who knows maybe there's actually a very there will be a contingent that comes to Mary Poppins and I mean it'd be singing in the rain and West Side Story. Yeah, and also I do feel like you know we've talked about sound of music does have in some circles a sort of bad reputation for being saccharine or too sweet, um, which neither of us feel is deserved. There's a lot more darkness in that story than people like to think of just because there's cute kids in it. Come on guys. Um, uh, but, you know, so there could be some people who are more drawn to Mary Poppins, which does have a little bit more of a like darker rep. I mean, barely, but like, you know, there might be people who are voting for Mary Poppins because it's not the sound of music and anything as popular as sound of music also has its detractors. So we could see some of that, but I think sound of music will climb every mountain, if you will. Okay. Well, and take it. <laughs> boo. <laughs> boo. Um, I think, I mean, the other interesting thing I do, I a uh, message from our marketing department um, very fervently in support of Mary Poppins because the sound of music is just too long. Oh, okay. it's only it's only half an hour longer. It's only actually like a half hour longer. But I do think it's interesting that like from a from a psychological standpoint with its intermission and the two VHSs and things like maybe that plays in Mary Poppins' favor. Mary maybe Mary Poppins pulls it out. I don't know. I mean, I I truly I don't know. Yeah. You know, when Mary Poppins did have that more recent film, uh, Mary Poppins Returns with um, Emily Blunt, and and it's it's a little bit more recently in our minds, although it's, it, that's barely fair either, because like, when did either of these movies ever really go out of our minds? I feel like, like you know, so. I mean, but I guess it's sound of music shown on television, you know, every, yearly, Mary Poppins, not quite as much though. They're both available on Disney Plus for streaming. If for some reason you have not seen um, either one of them or would like to revisit them um, in this on this dreary Sunday um, after you watch um, Passing Through on Goods Beyond Demand. Um, but the, uh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I the sound yeah. live. I mean, I, I like it did. They that was I guess a while ago. Now that's almost been a decade. Can you yeah, that? that's wild to think that that happened like almost that long ago. That Carrie Underwood live broadcast. Oh yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Anyway, I mean, fascinating, fascinating. We we will, you know. Oh, do you, you want to? Say well, anything? I was just going to say. Also, Mary Poppins, Sound of Music, and Passing Through all qualify in some ways as Stranger Comes to Town stories. So, you know. Accurate. Looking at the sort of fundamental storytelling forms that these all exist within, they are sort of in the same character category. That's interesting. An interesting point. Um, yeah. Not although, entirely, but you know, not entirely. I mean, Stranger Comes to Town is, is a stretch for Sound of Music, but I understand if you're making the town the the Von Trapp family, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Certainly, it's it's what Mary Poppins is because she literally comes to town. Yes, floating through an umbrella, changes the world. Blowing Manny's like, out of the way on her way. <laughs> coming on the wind, coming on the wind. Okay, well, before we um, talk ourselves to death, um, do not forget that um, Goodspeed On Demand, the reason we are here, um, the stream of Passing Through, you can find it on goodspeed.org. Um, right now, $25 gets you a link to watch the, the, the show and the archival, and it is a wonderful way to spend this dreary Sunday, but really any night this week. 
um, it is such a delightful reminder of what we are missing right now in live theater and uh, strongly, strongly encourage you um, yeah. on over and either revisiting the show if you saw it in person. Um, it's a great capture of the show if you are familiar with it, but if you are not familiar with it, uh, you will have a wonderful time watching it. It's, it's an extraordinary really piece of, of new musical theater. Yes, absolutely. And if you want to watch it and then uh, send us your favorite image of what Max Chernin's voice sounds like, then please do that and we will gather them. And then Max will probably never speak to us again because he'll be so creeped out. But you can do that. You're going to listen to it and you're going to be like, wow, it's just like blankety blank blank. And whatever that image is for you, send it along to us and maybe we'll share them here. Okay, well with that, we will bid you adieu. We will so long, farewell. Um, and uh, we will see you on Tuesday at one o'clock PM Eastern on YouTube and on Facebook for the final results. The Instagram, the voting will go live on Instagram and Facebook tonight at midnight. Um, so tell your friends, whip the votes, get everyone in the story voting for the one that you believe should be the champion, either the number three seated Mary Poppins or the number one seated um, Sound of Music, our Dame Julie Showdown, an attack on host Michael Fling. Um, just, yeah, wow. maybe, but maybe it's a maybe it's an honoring of your favorite actress because they've both achieved so high a rank. I think that is a stretch. That is more of a stretch than Sound of Music being a Stranger Comes to Town narrative. Okay, I will. We will see. Dare you. Dare you. Punditry, punditry. Okay, um, we will see you on Tuesday. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.